Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take my shmoney, and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? Listen up and let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Okay, girl. I feel like I've just been a little like spicy with the episodes this week. I don't even want to call it spicy, but girl, I've been like just bringing you all my little shower thoughts. But today's shower thought is why you don't need a high ticket offer. And I don't even know where I want to go with this. Okay. I really don't, but we're going to see what happens. So first I want to define what a high ticket offer may be. So a high ticket offer, we're going to say a high ticket offer is anything over a thousand dollars or like anything that when you tell somebody the price, the person is going to kind of pause or maybe have to like ask their spouse for input, which in my opinion is usually somewhere over like $500. Like I usually see like someone will say like, oh, I need to talk to my husband or whatever. Like I see that happen after the $500 mark. Um, but under $500, people can usually make a decision maybe around like $997. People can make their own decision. Then after that, it's like, mm, that's kind of that's kind of high, right? So they need to confer with somebody else or, you know, even their like accountant. It doesn't have to be a spouse. It could be anybody, right? So what, like, I want you to, like, that's the context, right? So $1,000 plus. So I'm coming... I'm coming from this lens of I've sold at a variety of price points, right? I've sold $7 eBooks and I've sold $30,000 packages, okay? Between my photography and my coaching businesses, that is like the realm of pricing that I've sold at. So I want you to take that um, or keep that in mind as I'm talking about why you don't need a high ticket offer, okay? So here's what I know. I've said this before, okay? I've said that it takes just as much effort And it's just as hard to sell a low ticket offer as it is to sell a high ticket offer. But, okay, baby, that ain't true, right? I know that a lot of people will say like, oh, it's just as much effort to sell low ticket as it is to sell high ticket. I've said it before, right? That ain't true, okay? It is easier to sell the offer that is clearer, more concise, articulates the transformation or the result the best and that people actually want, right? That is the easy offer to sell. It's not about the price. I did an episode all about how price is irrelevant. Your price is not the problem. And it's the truth, right? It's not about it being easier to sell a high ticket product versus a low ticket offer, right? That is not, that's not the game you're playing, right? That's not the game you're playing in your marketing. That's not the game you're playing in your sales. You are literally playing the game of do people need the offer right now? Is the offer clear? How are you articulating the the transformation, right? Is it the transformation they actually want? Like that is the game you're playing, right? Because after that, you can literally set the price to whatever you want to set the price. People are going to buy it regardless, right? It is not about, you know, and, and, and I and I would be remiss to say like, oh, it's the exact same to sell high ticket and low ticket because it's not. It really is not. The game that you are playing is do you have the offer clarity and do you have people to actually sell to, right? That is the game. It is not about the price. It is not about, you know, oh, the effort. It's not about any of that. It's about 
Do you have offer clarity, right? Do people want the offer? Do people see the value? All those things. And do you have leads to actually sell your offer to? Because I'm going to be honest, okay? After being in this industry for the last five years and my work building, you know, like prior to being in the industry for five years, I've made multiple, multiple six figures. My work also pre- you know, building this business, I worked with building multiple six and seven figure like brick and mortar companies. There are three main reasons why I advise my clients not to sell a high ticket offer. And I've alluded to this before. I've alluded to the fact, um, I did this last year where I talked about how, um, a lot of people hired me to like, you know, help, help them build out their memberships. Like I, I I was like, working with a lot of people that were building memberships. But in the last couple of years, I've worked with a lot of clients who are not selling high ticket offers. It's one of the reasons why I shifted. And instead of saying high ticket sales, I um, started saying I was just a sales coach. Um, And it's because I don't just focus on high ticket sales. Like I literally can sell anything because I know that it's not about the price, right? But also there are There are a lot of reasons why I advise clients not to sell a high ticket offer, which sounds so counterintuitive and counter what everybody else says because everybody in the online space is like, oh, you know, it's easier and faster to sell a high ticket offer when you have a small audience, blah, 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 blah. But is it really? Like, really? I'm willing to bet, and I actually know for a fact that it's not because I have so many clients that you are selling a high ticket offer and guess what? It is not selling. It's not selling, okay? And there there are multiple reasons why it's not selling, right? But also, maybe it's simply the fact that you should not be selling a high-ticket offer. And it doesn't mean that you should never sell a high-ticket offer, right? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right now might not be the best time for you to sell a high-ticket offer. Now, I'm saying this from the standpoint of like logistics and just like, you'll see what my reasons are. But I also want to say, I don't feel like we should change the price of our offers just based on like, you know, inflation, blah, 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 right? Like those aren't the reasons only because there's always going to be people with money and there's always going to be people without money. You will find the people that will pay, right? Like you will find like the people, there's always people that will pay no matter what the price is, right? So again, It's not rooted into like what could be happening with the economy and simply like just three reasons why I feel like you just don't need a high ticket offer. Like I just, I I really stand on this, even though I have a high ticket offer um, and you'll see like, as I start to share these things, you'll see why it makes sense. But um, here are three of the main reasons, right? There's other reasons, but there's, these are the main ones that, um, that I use when I'm telling my clients they don't need a high ticket offer or to stop selling their high ticket offer. So the one, or not number one, but one thing is you don't have authority or offer awareness. So what this may look like is maybe you're new in the industry and while that doesn't invalidate your work, right? So I'm not saying because you're new, you can't charge high, but what I'm saying is that literally no one knows about you. So you may find it harder to convert on a high ticket offer. And it's because, you know, maybe you don't have reviews. Maybe you don't have like um, any sort of, of, of uh, tangible credibility that people can latch onto and be like, oh, okay, I see why her offer would be this price, right? And so when you don't have that or when you don't have offer awareness, like let's say you launch a program for the first time, this is why people love to beta test offers, which for a while I didn't like the whole beta, beta testing idea and then I fell in love with it. And then I'm just like, you know, whatever, like I'm, I'm neutral on beta testing right now, but um 
but this is why people beta test offers because it gives you an opportunity to introduce a new offer without slapping a super high price tag on it that will repel people okay because the truth of the matter is is that in order for an offer to actually sell and sell well there needs to be a high level of offer awareness so basically people just need to know about and understand fundamentally what your what your offer does Sometimes that takes time, right? Sometimes it's not something that, you know, well, I'm not going to say sometimes. It's not something that you can just talk about your offer today and people buy, right? For a lot of people, offer awareness starts three, you know, two to three months before they even start to sell the offer. That's called, this is called the pre-launch or the pre-sales phase, right? Where you're seeding your offer, you're talking about your offer. And so when you don't have those things, when you don't have authority, when you don't have offer awareness, it makes it hard to convert a high ticket client because what do they have to trust you on nothing right unless you have like a robust um collection of uh content which if you did you would have authority uh like you're you're just kind of stuck right so this also like people run into this issue also when um when they take like an extended sabbatical or like an extended break or something like that. Like this happened to me with my with my coaching business when I took that really long break from social media and Instagram after I had my first kid. So after I had King, um, literally I took like a super long break from social media. I think I took like, like maybe eight or nine months off of social media. Actually, I ghosted that social media page completely. And then the podcast, I took like a almost year and a half break from the podcast. And so doing that, um, it made it to where basically when I came back, I had to reprove myself. Like people knew about me, but those people had moved on and evolved. They weren't thinking about me anymore. So I had to reestablish my authority and definitely I had to reestablish my offer awareness because people didn't know about my offer or what I was selling or anything. So that at that time, it didn't make sense for me to have a high ticket offer. And actually when I came out, I didn't have a high ticket offer. What I did is I, um, I hosted a mastermind. The mastermind, only one person joined. <laughs> and so really it wasn't truly a mastermind, uh, but one person joined it and the mastermind was like, it was less than a thousand dollars. So like I didn't have a super high ticket offer and I was literally just doing that to like really re-engage myself and build my authority up. So if you're new or if you've taken like an extended break, then that could be one reason why one, you're not selling your high ticket offer well, but two, it also might be an indication that baby high ticket is not where you want to like, like it's not the basket you want to put all your eggs in. Okay. You might want to consider digital products or you might want to consider focusing on putting an email list or something, which I know that it doesn't seem fun to not sell something that's paid but it's it's part of the game like I, I I need people to understand that it's part of the game to go through a season where you are doing more than you're receiving because when you do that and you do sell or you are at that point where you've done your time then you will be compensated well right like that's just how it works okay I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that's just how it works, right? You're going to feel like you're giving away a lot. Like I, I know I did. I know some of my clients do too, right? But when the money comes in, baby, the money is sweet, okay? The money, the money is like, yes, the money is doing what it's supposed to do, right? And you feel compensated. And then you do reach a point where you're like, okay, I, I am able to command a higher price. I'm able to, you know, whatever, right? Like I'm, I, I, I uh, not deserve, but like, because of my track record, because of these reviews and, you know, all these different things that I've done, this is why I am charging a higher price, right? So I'm not saying that you should like charge $20 for your one-on-one coaching, but what I am saying is, okay, if you don't have a ton of authority, 
if you're new in the industry, if you don't have a ton of offer awareness, either focus on building up your community, building up an email list, whatever, or focus on some workshops, low ticket offers, eBooks, like different random things just to kind of mosey around a course, right? You could do a course. A course that's less than 500 bucks, right? It could be 497, 299, whatever. But it could be something that's just a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say accessible, but just like it's something that people will be like, oh, okay, I'm willing to spend this on somebody that I don't really know that well versus, you know, them kind of like not being turned off, but like kind of shutting down when they see that your program is, you know, $8,000, $10,000 because they don't know you, right? And they don't feel like you have any kind of authority, right? So that's thing number one. Thing number two is that you may not have the energy to invest the amount of work required for the sale. <laughs> and and this, this this one is kind of, um well, I, no, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this. A lot of times people don't realize that like high ticket offers require so much conversation and nuance because people aren't dropping, you know, a thousand dollars a month or $3,000 total, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000. People aren't dropping that without a conversation, right? And while there are some people that pride themselves on, you know, I don't do sales calls, I don't do this, I don't do that. I also know that like their strategy is different, right? They have that authority, right? They have that offer awareness. So they're able to do that. Um, it's not fair though to think that people are going to invest a high amount of money with you and you not have a conversation with them. And the other thing is that I feel like people don't recognize how much energy and how much time you really have to invest into closing a high ticket sale, right? Like there's a lot of follow-up. There's a lot of back and forth that happens. Um, And if you don't do those things, if you don't follow up, if you don't engage, if you don't, you know, really customize their experience or walk them through the customer journey, you can lose the sale, right? Um, You can also talk yourself out of the sale, right? I feel like with high ticket sales, especially I see this happen a lot where people talk themselves out or they talk the, the potential client out of the sale, right? Just because like maybe you say something and it's wrong or maybe you, um, you know, they're telling you what their problem is and you start dominating the conversation or whatever, right? And so there's so many things that are going on. And, you know, something that I uh, that I actually experienced last year is I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I don't have the energy to do all this. Like I don't have the energy to want to, you know, track every single conversation. I don't have the energy to follow up, you know, every single day or every few days or whatever, you know, I have my time table as, um, I don't have the energy to do that, right? I don't want to, I want people to see the offer and I want it to be a no brainer price. And, you know, maybe they might have one question, but like they can kind of make a very informed decision. And then from there, now that they've been working with me, they're in my world. If they want to move up into the next offer, which is high ticket at that point, they, they, um, they're still going to want to talk to me and get on a call, but I'm not going to have to do as much back and forth. And that's a strategy that people don't talk a lot about. They don't talk about the fact that like you can get somebody into your lower ticket offer, whether it's a course, a membership, um, a digital uh, product, you know, anything, right? Like anything that's lower ticket. People don't talk about the fact that like you can just upsell them into the next thing, right? And because they're already familiar with you, because they already have that rapport built with you, the sale to the high ticket offer becomes easier, 
And it especially becomes easier because they can see a clear next step, right? They see what they got from that first offer. And so going back to the last episode about why coaching isn't working, because they because you've set them up for the solution to the next problem, they're able to really clearly see, okay, these are the objectives or these are the things that I want. And this offer does that. So I am going to invest because I already got such great value from this low ticket offer that I'm gonna move into the high ticket one. Now, here's the thing I wanna say before I like, keep on jumping into this. I am not saying that you have to have multiple offers or that you should shift to low ticket if you really enjoy your high ticket offer. What I'm saying is that if you don't, if you're feeling the pull to not have a high ticket offer, or if you're just like, yeah, I don't have an offer and I, I, um, I'm struggling to sell a high ticket offer or I'm struggling with selling high ticket, then maybe consider not selling high ticket, right? Like maybe just be like, you know what? I'm not going to make this a thing for right now because There's a lot of energy. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of energy and work required to sell a high ticket offer. I truly believe that while yes, in some senses, it's the same amount of work and energy. It's also a lot more to sell a high ticket offer because there's a certain level of personalization that people are expecting when they are spending more money with you. It's just, it's just a fact. Okay. They are expecting more, um, intimacy, more, a cut, more customized, um, support and walking them through. Think about, uh, I don't know if you do this, but like, think about if you go to the mall, um, and you go to like the Sephora counter or uh, I don't go to Sephora counter. So I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, the jewelry, right now, granted the jewelry is behind a box or whatever like that, but somebody comes over and they walk you through the jewelry, probably they walk you through and it's a very personal customized experience because the jewelry is nine times out of 10, one of the most expensive items in the entire store. Same thing if you go to like a luxury store or something like that, people walk you through, you know, the purchase of that, that item. That is what people expect with a high ticket offer. So sometimes you're just not willing to do that work and baby, trust and believe your girl is not interested in that kind of work. I would much rather have a back end funnel to get people into a high ticket offer. And that's what I do. All right. The third reason and the third reason why I advise my clients not to sell a high ticket offer is because your com- your community doesn't want it, right? Your people don't want a high ticket offer. And furthermore, you may not have the coaching skills required for this type of offer. And this is one that I feel like like these two things go together because I feel like this is where a lot of coaches end up leaving the coaching industry. And it's literally because you don't have the skills required for high ticket coaching. Doesn't mean that you can't gain them, right? You can 100% get the skills, but you may not have them right now. And that could also be something that is causing you personal stress when it comes to selling and having a high ticket offer. But more importantly, your community may not want it, right? You have to think about does having a high ticket offer align with your goals or business needs, right? And while yes, having a high ticket offer will allow you to hit your numbers faster, maybe it won't, right? Because if you can't sell enough spots to hit your sales goal, what is the point, right? Like what's the point? Is it worth it to do this? Or is there another option for the offer that you have, right? Is there something else that you can do? And going back to the point of your community not wanting it, if people aren't buying it, it's because they don't want it, right? And so it could be that your high ticket offer, which oftentimes happens, your high ticket offer is too far advanced. I feel like people have gotten away from what a high ticket offer is supposed to be. A high ticket offer is not, like imagine if you went to, I just stopped myself because I'm going to say something really rude, but um, like if you go to McDonald's and all of a sudden 
the number seven was $22, you would, you would drive out of the driveway. Like you would drive, you would just drive away. Cause like, I'm not paying $22 for this kind of experience, right? I'm not paying $22 because this is not the experience that I would want to get when I'm investing $22 into a fish filet. But if you go to, you know, um, what's that place? Oh my gosh, I can't think of the place. I think it's called Fogo de, Ch- Fogo de Chao, um, but they're not seafood. But if you go, you go to Fogo de Chao, it's in Atlanta, and I believe they're like $75 for the whole thing. So you go there and it's like, you get such a customized experience. People walk around and they cut the meat in front of you and they put it on your plate and people walk around. And like, if you have your card flipped over to the green, they're offering you more, you know, food and all that kind of stuff. Like you're expecting an entirely different experience, but also you're not expecting a fast food burger. Like imagine if you go somewhere and to eat there at $75 and they give you a McDonald's burger, you're going to be like, wait a second, what is going on here? Like this, 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 the, the value don't add up. Right. But also you're thinking to yourself as well, this is not what I came here for. Like I'm past the, the McDonald's burger. I want something that's different to my palate, right? I've, I'm more evolved or more sophisticated. Now, I'm just using this as, a, as an analogy. I'm not saying that if you eat McDonald's, you're not sophisticated. Because baby, I love me some McDonald's. King loves McDonald's. So we are definitely a McDonald's family. It's just the principle of like McDonald's is we're going to say the newbie, right? When you're new to eating out versus Fogo de Chao or, you know, insert any other like really luxury expensive um, dining establishment. That is for someone who has a more evolved palate, who, you know, is at a different season of life where eating here is just normal, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, So that's the same thing with your community. It's not to say that people that are like your your um, your Happy Meal people aren't sophisticated or anything, but it does mean like, hey, maybe they are newer, right? Maybe they are newer to your industry, newer to your niche or your niche. And it doesn't make sense for you to try to offer them something that is steps five, six, seven, eight, when they haven't even grasped one, two, three, four. Okay. So we have to think, what does our community actually want? And you can't slap a high price tag on McDonald's because that's not, that don't make sense either, right? They're not going to buy that either. So what does your community actually want? And is that a high ticket offer? And I'm not saying that your first offer shouldn't be a high ticket offer, but your first, like your entry point offer for your community should not be a high ticket offer. It just shouldn't. And I'm I'm saying this from the standpoint of, I, I understand buyer behavior, I understand buyer psychology. Somebody that is new to getting their problem solved or someone that's newer to um, a concept that you're trying to get them, get them to understand, they're not going to jump out the gate and spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, if it's something that's really robust, like, you know, or something like that, then maybe like there's, there's levels to this, right? So I'm not saying don't have a high price tag and that you have to have a low ticket offer. But what I am saying is just be mindful of is a high ticket offer and is the high ticket offer that you are offering what your community actually wants. And furthermore, do you have the coaching skills required to coach them in a high ticket way? right? Um, You know, do you have the resources? Do you have the curriculum? Do you have the frameworks, right? Do you have those things? If not, then baby, you don't need a high ticket offer, right? Because you're not going to be able to provide them with the experience they actually need. One thing that I, um, it's, it's such a huge compliment. Um, And I, I, I carried this on throughout my entire career, but I remember I hosted two masterminds back to back and both rounds to this day, the women from those um, masterminds, those were the last couple of masterminds I did. And they all say like, they've never had another coaching experience like they had with me. And that 
the coaching experience that I gave them set the standard and set the bar for the type of coaching they wanted to experience. And that's such a huge compliment. And it's because I focused on my coaching skills and how I coach the frameworks I use, all the different things, but also because I really was hyper-focused on what does my community need. And at that time, they needed mastermind, but they needed the mastermind in a structured format. And that's what I gave them, right? So it made sense that that offer was high ticket. Now I'm in a season of, you know what? I am, I'm not solely working with beginners, but I am working with people who maybe your goal is $1,000, but also maybe your goal is $20,000. And I wanted to find a healthy middle ground space that could serve everybody and um, allow you to get what you need without having to pay thousands of dollars, right? And if you do, if you are in a position to pay more, there is a offer for you, but I really wanted something that would give people a taste and give people a structure and give people a foundation. And that's where the membership came into play. That's when I was like, okay, you know, I've already had like a secret membership. So why not just make this a public thing? And that's how the membership was born. And it's been really beautiful. And so it's something that, you know, I don't recommend everybody. Like I'm not saying I tell everybody they don't need a high ticket offer. Some people are like, no girl, you need a high ticket. If you are a service provider, nine times out of 10, your offer is high ticket. Like it just, it is what it is right now. There's levels to it, right? Like I might not tell you to have a $10,000 high ticket offer, but you know, a, a thousand, 3000 like that might be viable. My high ticket offer in my photography business is $2,000, right? To some people, they're like, what? But to me and most, you know, most industry standard, that's, that's not, that's not even high ticket in the photography realm. So it's just like, there's levels to it. But for a lot of people, I actually advise you not to have a high ticket offer because there's just so much nuance around how you sell that offer. And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest and say that as much as I'm the queen of high ticket selling and like selling high ticket offers, in both my service and my coaching business, the truth is that coaching is not where the money is, right? And I, well, I'm gonna say the truth is that coaching is not only where the money is, okay? Coaching is not your get rich quick or even like the most sustainable option. Like when people say like, oh, I want sustainability. It doesn't just happen in coaching. And I need you to understand this. I need you to understand that like being a coach isn't your only option to build a sustainable business, it's not, right? Because there are so many other sustainable options besides coaching. But in, well, I'll say like in addition to this, you can and should sell, or sorry, should scale a service-based business. Now, I have this whole philosophy on scaling. Scaling, I actually think happens faster in a service-based business because you can duplicate yourself and you can remove yourself from the day-to-day and it's just, it's bomb, right? You can really scale a service-based business. And I highly encourage that. Like I highly encourage scaling a service-based business and you can make way more money in a service-based business than you can in a coaching business. It's one of the reasons why I didn't cancel my photography business. Now, last year, like I said, I took a hit. If you listen to my income report from last year, not my income, my year in review, you're, you'll hear how um, my photography business actually went down. And I even said like for this year, my focus is not on my photography business. And it's not because photography for me is a creative outlet. But prior to last year, photography was probably... Mm, like 60 to 70% of my income, like the bulk of my income came from photography. I was scaling that business and I had people that were like on my team helping me. And it was, it was definitely something that grew a lot faster. So I want to make that uh, kind of caveat that, you know, coaching doesn't have to be your only way. And I feel like a lot of people like want to pivot from coach from their service and go into coaching because you think that, oh, there's more money in coaching, but that is certainly not the truth. And you can get out of the weeds of a service-based business if you are strategic, right? If you really think things through. 
But going back to like the coaching thing, because I feel like this is kind of more relevant to um, coaches. If you are a coach, you don't have to do one-on-one, right? You don't have to do group coaching or calls. You can simply run a membership or you can sell digital products. You can have courses and guides. And this is also something that can um, that can grow, right? And it, it's something that, it can, that can be sustainable without you having to, you know, have a high ticket offer, right? Like I have plenty of really successful clients that don't have a traditionally high ticket offer. They just focus on courses. Um, I have a guy who I work with and I can't think of his last name, but his, oh, George Pitts. So George Pitts literally just has coaches. He doesn't do, I mean, so not coaches, he does courses. He doesn't have a one-on-one coaching program, but he is very, very successful selling courses. And it's been great. Like, and I think the highest course he has is like 500 bucks. So I'm telling you for a fact, and and he's made multiple, multiple, multiple six figures. I'm telling you for a fact, you can make money without having to have a high ticket offer, especially if in this season just doesn't feel aligned, especially if you are, you know, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say struggling, but in, in, in case you are somebody that you're like, I'm newer, I'm trying to build authority. And it might feel weird to you to charge a high amount because here's the thing. People be charging stuff and it's like your offer is not worth that much. And I have to have this conversation a lot of times with my clients in in terms of like your offer is just not worth what you want to charge. And the way you can tell is people aren't buying, right? If people aren't buying the offer, that means that your current community doesn't resonate with it. Now, you can get a new audience, right? You can get a new community, but that takes time. It takes time to get in front of the right people. Even if you run ads, it takes money, right? So you either have to sacrifice money or you have to sacrifice time. But at the end of the day, if people, even after doing that, are not buying, then it means that they don't want that offer. It means that the offer is not for them, um, the value exchange is not there. And that can be hard to hear, right? That can be hard to be like, oh, dang, like people don't see the value of my offer, blah, blah. But that's not about you. That's about the offer. It's about the structure of the offer. Maybe you need to change the structure or something to that degree. And it's okay, right? It's okay for that to be the case. That's something that we can improve, something that we can change. And if you decide, okay, I'm going to change this from being high ticket to a you know lower ticket offer or a mid ticket offer, whatever you want to call it. Yes, it's going to be a volume game, right? That's okay. There's so many options to increase your visibility and your lead pool from ads to organic content. Like there's just so many things you can do, but yeah, it is a volume game, but it's, you're going to have to play one game or another, which game do you want to play? Right. And so for a lot of my clients, we just come to the conclusion that the high ticket game is not the game you want to play. Right. And I'm not saying this to discourage you from having a high ticket offer. I'm just giving you a perspective, right? If this is something that you've considered or you're thinking about, then maybe you want to consider Maybe I don't want to have a high ticket offer. Maybe I want my high ticket offer to be hidden behind my low ticket offer. Like there are just so many ways that you can play this game to maximize your profits, to maximize the amount of money you're making and to make things easier for you, right? Like for me, I have found for a lot of my clients and for myself personally, I like the idea of getting somebody into a low ticket offer. That doesn't take too much work for me pretty much at all. It's just my content. I talk about my offer, whatever. And then on the back end, I sell them into a higher ticket offer, right? And the only reason why I do that is because after you've joined the low ticket offer and you have met the proper requirements, you've experienced a certain part of my coaching style and all that kind of stuff. At that point, you actually are a better candidate for my high ticket offer. And that's the key. I think that a lot of times people that have bad experiences with like high ticket clients or high ticket coaching or whatever, it's because a lot of times your client did not meet or reach whatever the, um, 
whatever the threshold was or whatever like they needed to have in order to actually join your program. And so you have people in your programs that actually aren't a good fit, right? And that comes back to bite you in the butt, right? People then don't pay or people then don't get the result, right? And it's because they weren't a good fit for the offer in the first place, which kind of goes back to the whole point of your community doesn't want the offer, right? But they're buying it because that's all you're selling or they're buying it because, you know, they want to work with you and they just can't figure out like, what's the best thing for me, right? We have to do things in the best interest of our communities, right? And so a lot of times if people don't feel like they need the offer, they won't buy it anyway. But there are cases where people do have the money, they invest and it still doesn't work, right? And so in that case, you would just have to think to yourself, like, what is the best fit for my people? What's the best fit for my community? And I've just found that for a lot of people, you know, it's just high ticket might not be the way to go. Also, you have to think about the fact, and this is kind of going with that last piece, um, or sorry, the second piece where I said you don't have the energy to invest in the amount of work required for the sale. It's also that sometimes you don't have the energy to invest in the work required to get them the result, right? Because with high ticket sales, you're going to be a lot more um, intimate with that client than you would with somebody else. And sometimes you just don't have that energy, right? Like sometimes it's just You don't want to go there with people. You don't want to go that deep one-on-one with people. You don't have the capacity to do that. You, um, you know, you're feeling so busy and overrun with your personal life that doing this for other people is just not that fun, right? And you have to think about that. Like you have to think about the fact that, like, do you have the capacity to hold the space for somebody um, that's paying you that much? Because it's not the thing that you have to be available to them twenty-four-seven. But baby, we gotta have some kind of availability, right? Like, we can't just, you know get their money and kind of ghost them or get their money and tell them that they have to ask you everything you don't check in blah 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 like that's not how it works right like I have clients right now that you know I I have set days I check in with them even if they don't want anything even even if they don't want to talk to me about anything even if we're not coaching on anything I still check in because it's my job to hold the space and I have the energy for that and when I don't guess what I don't take any one-on-one clients right I don't take any of um the accelerator clients or anything because I'm like I don't have the capacity nor do I have the energy for one-on-one coaching or for even group coaching right like do you actually have the energy for a high ticket program because high ticket clients, high ticket buyers are expecting a high ticket experience, point blank period. Okay. So do you want to play the volume game or do you want to, you know, play the high ticket game? Right. And yes, it's less volume, but it's a lot of energy expended. And I feel like that's the thing that people don't talk about. They don't talk about the amount of energy you have to expend for a higher ticket offer. And so while at face value, it looks fun, it looks cool, it looks, you know, like, oh, I can hit my goals faster. I mean, it, 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 there's a trade-off to it. There is a real trade-off that people do not talk about. And so a lot of people are out here trying to sell a high-ticket offer, not realizing that there's so much work that goes into actually selling the offer, but then there's also a lot of work that goes into delivering the offer, okay? So the last thing that I want to say kind of about this whole high-ticket situation is that for my service, and this is for my service providers, the thing with you is that you have a ton of flexibility when it comes to charging a premium because you're actually doing. So the other thing that I'll say with like coaching and like my kind of, I'm not going to say my, I'll say my gripe, okay, with coaching is that with coaching, if somebody doesn't have the proper skills, 
it's almost like you're going to a therapy session and not actually getting supported, right? And that a lot of times will lead you to having that coach hurt that I talked about in the last episode or feeling like coaching isn't working for you or whatever. And this is a two-way street, right? Like it's not just the coach that has the problem. It's also like you not knowing what you actually need. And so sometimes I feel like with with being a service provider, that's also often a better route because at least over here, you can charge a premium because you're actually doing the work, right? So people are able to see a tangible outcome where in coaching, sometimes you don't always see that tangible outcome at first. And this is something that I tell all my clients when they start working with me like, hey, you like this is what you're going to see. But like that big 100K goal, let's like mind our or like um, adjust our expectations. Right. Because that might not be something that you see within three months. Right. Actually, I'm confident it's not something you're going to see in three months. OK, so but the but the difference with the service provider is that because you're actually doing they're able to see a tangible end result, a tangible end product. So. With a service provider, you can charge a more premium amount. You can charge high ticket because it does actually make sense when they're able to see something tangible. Now, it doesn't mean that the intangible doesn't matter, but if you are someone that you're like, oh, I don't want to be a service provider anymore. I want to jump to coaching because there's more money. I want to tell you to kind of pause, boo, and think about where your money actually is because the money is probably in your service. You're just not maximizing it to the um, the highest ability. Okay, so that's that's the thing I want to say there. But to kind of summarize this all up or to sum close this all together, um, you don't need a high ticket offer, okay? Unless you've got some skin in the game, right? You don't need a high ticket offer, okay? And 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 that's like my unpopular opinion, hot take or whatever like that, because going high ticket is not for the faint, okay? You need receipts because these buyers are super savvy and they want to see that you can deliver on your promise. But also, and more importantly, you have to be honest with yourself on who you want to serve. Does it actually make sense to have a high ticket offer? Will they be able to afford it? Will they feel best served there? And I know like people are like, you know, oh, don't charge, you know, based off their pocket. And even I say that, right? Like I agree, you, we should not charge based off of what people can afford, but we also have to be for real, right? If you're you know, buyer, if you're, if you're selling to teachers, do you think teachers are really going to drop $5,000 or, you know, even $3,000 on a program? Probably not, right? Because they're doing hard work already and they're, and they're not being compensated well. So where are they getting the money from? Like, let's be for real, right? Let's be for real. And so it's really important that you just be mindful about who are you serving? What is this? What is this offer going to do? And does like, do these things match up? Like, does it make sense for somebody to actually join this offer? Girl, I just got so scared. I heard something behind me, but I'm in this room by myself. So what is going on? I'm about to get out of here. But anyway, I think probably I was going to say something mean and the Holy Spirit was like, girl, be quiet. But <laughs> I just want to close this out and say that um, if you are thinking that like high ticket is just not exciting for you, or if you're just thinking to yourself like, mm, I don't know, right? Or if you are selling a high ticket offer and it's a struggle, I want to give you permission to just back up. Okay. Just back up off it. It's okay. You don't need to have a high ticket offer. It's not going to make or break your business. Yes. You're going to have to reevaluate your numbers. Yes. You're going to have to like kind of realign some things or whatever. Um, you may have to like shift your goals or shift your perspective, but at the end of the day, you still gonna make some money. Okay. You still gonna make some money and it might look different, but also I'm willing to bet that it's going to look a lot easier. Okay. And I will say this for a fact. I have found that a lot of my clients that have shifted from a high ticket offer to a like mid ticket or low ticket offer kind of format or a low ticket offer and they funnel it up into their high ticket offer, the girls be making some money. Okay. They be getting the bag. So it's something for you to consider. It's not to say that you're doing anything wrong. Um, but if you've just had the thoughts, 
then, you know, maybe rock, rock with them and see what happens. All right. That's it for this episode. Your girl done got scared. So I'm going to go in there with my husband. All right. Until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it. So go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K. Hillman so Ayantha knows it's real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.